Welcome back to this week's episode. I'm Ash. I'm Chip. And this is Mood. Woo. Uh, congratulations to everyone in Chicago who went out and voted this past Tuesday. Uh, you did great. You did a service to your community. Yeah. And we, we needed you to show up and show out. And uh, you did great. So kudos to you. Give yourself a hug, a pat on the back, whatever you need to feel good. All that good stuff, yeah. Yeah. This week in Good and Black, we want to give a shout out to John Coleman, who is a South Shore gym owner who received a $10,000 donation from My Block, My Hood, My City for his amazing community care. Um, he's taken it upon himself to kind of take in the kids of like the teens of the community and some of them have nowhere else to go after school. Some of them have really bad home situations. And so he basically brings them into his gym, works them out for a really long time, um, or not a really long time, but until it's okay, and then sends them home and they go home. And that's a really cool thing that he's doing, kind of taking the initiative on himself to look out for the community and do right by the community. So kudos to Mr. John Coleman. We could definitely use more people like him in every neighborhood in the city. Yes. And also, shout out to Tracy Ellis Ross's playlist on Apple Music called Represent. If you haven't checked it out, it's really good. Um, obviously, it is Black History Month, and she loaded the list with a lot of, I won't even say historic, but very representative music that uh, is amazing. And so I think that it was really cool that Apple Music asked her especially because she is the child of a legend, to give her take on what representative music is. Yeah, that's really great. She definitely had some, um, uh, I'd say a really cool and very poppin' sort of IG spread this past week. Yeah, I I love her. I didn't know that she had a playlist, but now that I think back to some of the posts, they were probably in reference to the playlist because she had a lot of music going on. It was it was pretty great. Yeah, I think she posted one for sure, but the other ones were on her Instagram story is where I saw it. Um, yeah, she's just a beautiful human being, and I hope to be as wonderful and lively and just full of joy in life when I get to be her age. Yeah, one more good in black that I didn't put on there, but I wanted to. Yeah. Uh, bring up was the black bike panel which happened on the 23rd which there are a number of groups that essentially galvanize young black people who ride bikes and get them together to ride bikes and to fix their bikes and to build economy around bikes and they had a very big event just this past Saturday, where they had all of the people who essentially are very engaged in this community give talks about what's good in that community. So hopefully there will be more of these coming up. I know that Blackstone Bikes was really uh, playing a big part in it, and um, they were at the experimental station. So I saw videos of it happening on IG, which seemed really, really great. I wish I could have made it, but I had like 
work to do. So I wasn't able to make it, even though mm. it seemed like a really, really great uh, event. And I hope that there are more of them that come in the future. That's cool. That yeah. There's just like a group of kids who are like, yeah, let's talk about bikes. Which... All those kids and adults and like groups, yeah. like seeing the videos, it was like, oh, okay, like this is a real thing going on here. Yeah. And I'm sure there are groups for everything. It's just that, you know, the more you explore your city, the more you get to learn about what there is and what groups there are and kind of who you can connect with. And I wouldn't have thought that there would have been a bike group, but I guess it makes sense. I mean, I'm not a biker, so, you know, I would not think to look for that group. But like I could be a biker, seeing as my job you used is to really love biking. I mean, I I've always loved biking. Yeah. That was kind of like my main toy as a kid. We need to get you a new bike, honestly. Uh, I don't even currently have a bike. Well, honestly. yeah, that's what I mean. Like new, as in get one. one. <laughs> yeah, I could definitely be a biker because, well, I like it, and I don't live so far away from work that it wouldn't be prohibitive for me to ride a bike and um could you ride a bike in a suit i feel like you shouldn't do that you're gonna be all sweaty i mean it's it's not that far and i wouldn't be working that hard i don't know tbd we'll get back to you (laughs) on that we'll see well well this week in for the culture there is just a whole bunch of mess and shenanigans surprisingly chicago's uh on an in, on a national Ugh. scale this week we've been having a really rough week man rough rough go at it it's been real bad but let's get into it so if you don't know and haven't been following jesse smollett was arrested this past week and is facing a felony charge for filing a false report after a security cam video of the two brothers who they later found out were friends with him he like knew them apparently they were dealing drugs to him or one of the brothers was um there was a security camera of the brothers purchasing ski masks and ropes and a maga hat from a store and that then became evidence and then they i'm trying to like make sure i get the timeline right in my mind uh working out after the video surfaced cpd then went to file the charges for him to receive the felony. And then allegedly, supposedly, CPD says that he then went to turn himself in and then he was arrested. And at the moment, he's facing a potential one to three year sentencing time. We don't really know. Um, If you haven't been following the story, one, I don't know, good for you. But two, if you wanted to know about it you could google i'm pretty sure like cbs and fox have like the full timeline of what has happened because i'm not gonna go into the whole everything that's going on with him it's obnoxious it's crazy man it's so crazy and i don't know i just didn't want to be rooting against him because the story was so severe and so grave but yeah, you done messed up, bud. Allegedly, supposedly, you messed yeah, up. Yeah, allegedly, supposedly. I mean, he's still sticking to his guns and yeah. saying, "Hey, they don't have any evidence that I did that." And which so, doesn't make sense that he turned himself in 
Well, I mean, nobody, like, wants the cops looking for them. Yeah. Like, if you know they want to speak to you, I don't know. But I think it's different going in to release a statement than, like, going in to turn yourself in. Which, I don't know, there are a lot of things in this story that make absolutely no sense to me. Maybe somebody can explain it to me in the Discord. But, one, these gentlemen go into a store to, like, buy ski, like, two Nigerian men go into a store to buy ropes and ski masks and a MAGA hat, and the clerk has nothing to say, no questions, no what you doing. Like, those aren't purchases that scream innocent. (laughs) Right. And so how was that not like a, "Mm, this is weird. Yeah, it's like, it ain't ain't no MacGyver. Yeah, because in my mind, I don't know what you're finna do, but it looks like you're finna kidnap somebody. Yeah. And that's not cool nefarious intent yeah like i'm not selling you this on principle to come back and buy them separately on different days no you need to go some go to walmart for that order them on amazon you could probably get away with that at walmart no offense walmart sorry kind of um but then also he turned himself in but then if he turned himself in how can he then claim innocence if he did turn himself in. Well, I mean, there are some weird legal things probably at play. It's like you can take there a, a plea weird... if you just don't want to deal with whatever's going on and just say, yeah, fine, I did it and give me a plea deal. And But he's not saying that, though. Yeah, I know. That's like he's weird. saying innocence, but CPD is saying that he turned himself in. I mean... You can't really trust CPD, and so <laughs> yeah. we don't technically so, know anything yeah. from I was them gonna say, until it's all over. This whole case has been... Oh, and then another thing was that allegedly, supposedly, apparently, he paid the brothers with a check for their services, which I am not a criminal. I would like to have that on record. But if I were going to do some criminal activity, the last thing I would be doing is using a check because that is literally the most traceable thing that you can use. There are about seven other ways I can think of right now off the top of my dome. I'm not going to say them because I'm not going to tell you. But there are a lot of ways to transfer payments that don't necessarily require it to be attached to your personal information. Now, this whole thing doesn't seem like it was very well thought out. So paying with a check is very on brand for this story. Well. But I don't know. It's just, it's perfect timing, guys. Like all this happened kind of right before Chicago's voting. And that's all I'm going to say. Yeah, I was thinking that. I'm like, man, this is really taking up a lot of coverage time and space at a very, very specific in particular time here yeah. in Chicago. Which well, I told you that right strange. when right when he got arrested. I was like, this don't feel right. Yeah, it's it's coming <laughs> into a season. It don't feel good, guys. Um either way, I just I don't know. If he did do this, I hope that he does serve the time that he deserves because that is a terrible thing to do and I think that now it's going to kind of negate when people actually are committing hate crimes. Um, people are just going to be written off as like 
the boys who cried wolf or whatever um which i hope not because that would be really bad but i mean it's been proven that that's what happens though like even with um the me too movement right before the movement which people may not remember this but there were people that were coming forward trying to speak out against things that were happening in hollywood some of them actually being, for sure for years yeah some of them actually being r kelly victims which we'll double back on that in a minute but um then there was a story that someone i forget the artist but it was a rapper and someone was trying to accuse the rapper of like sexual assault and it was very much cleared as not being the case like it wasn't true um oh i almost had it i just remembered dang it okay it's not gonna come back but was it chris brown no it was not chris breezy um but then after that everyone's been like oh well she lying there's no proof if there's no proof xyz and i don't know like i would love to take people at face value because the biggest question that i had with this jesse thing is okay what does he get out of this and i know the story is that he was doing it to to i guess protest is the best word i can put with his paycheck um because he is paid less than terrence howard and the other person on empire i can't think of her name but um i don't know how that then how a hate crime then equals higher pay I don't understand. Yeah, though that. none of those dots tie up for me. And so I would hope that like I don't know. Like I think you said it in a few podcasts ago, but like being a victim isn't fun. Like there's nothing exciting about it. It's not like an ex- a great experience like yeah, I'm just going to claim XYZ and yeah. now I'm going to get love and fame and affection and it's like Yeah, that's now you're also a spectacle and you're up for scrutiny and I don't know. There's yeah, it's just... like you're not only are you a spectacle, but something that's caused you great pain and harm is now becoming the primary thing that you are like associated with. And I don't right. think that any normal person under normal circumstances wants to be in that situation. It's just like losing a parent, but they're a celebrity and so anytime that celebrity comes up you know it then becomes like hey your parent died you know it's like no one wants to be that person but you know with things that that happen to you it's just yeah it's no one wants to do that i mean honestly that's why a lot of people don't come forward and so we're kind of in a weird time because uh, it feels like our generation is just completely fed up with the way things have been And so I think it's amazing and great that we're speaking out against like hate speech and sexual assault um, and, you know, bullying, like all these things that have hindered us as a society for a really long time. But yeah, like it's not fun to be the victim. And there for every person who does speak up there's probably at least a thousand more who have a story to tell that won't do it because of the repercussions right so i don't know this whole thing is a mess guys the whole the whole jesse thing is a mess um i do want to see how it plays out because it's dramatic i mean honestly 
and I hate to say this, but because if it was strategically timed, then it's probably going to die out soon. Mm-hmm. Like it's probably just going to be like, okay, he takes a, takes a little deal, gets like what? Six months in jail. If that, if that, and then goes on about his life. Like this show has already said, they don't know if they're going to write him off or not. Like they don't know what they're going to do yet. They're probably waiting to see for how long he's going to be gone. But if this is not real, um, and he does end up facing some jail time, then, you know, that'll kind of be that. Yeah, it it will be that. I mean, he's kind of already rich enough where I doubt it'll matter yeah, whatever time he serves. But to have that be associated with your legacy, I feel like is kind of painful and awkward and super awkward oh my goodness it's like i don't want to be known as the person who faked a hate crime you know for job stuff especially like he's probably not going to be able to work in hollywood again because that's what he's going to become known for yeah it's going to be like oh goodness well if you don't pay him enough he's going to go ahead and spread some lies randomly stupid that i i just don't get it can someone please connect the dots as to how him Faking a hate crime would then equate to a higher paycheck. Like, would they feel sorry for him and pay him more? I don't know. Or like, maybe they've they're seeing now that he can write a story. Uh, Stop. I don't know. Stop. It just feels bad. It's yeah. It feels bad. Feels bad, man. Uh, R. Kelly. This past week also was Another charged with one. ten counts. 10, one through 10 counts of sexual abuse, aggravated sexual abuse. And the charges come from a newly found video of R. Kelly having relations with a girl who at the time was 14 years old. Well, that's no good. Yeah. Which we've all known. And I genuinely feel like this isn't the first time that a video like this has surfaced. But... I am grateful that he is being held accountable to his actions finally. Um, he was unable to make bail because bail is about a hundred thousand for him, which is ten percent of his one million bond. Hmm. So he ain't going nowhere. Yeah, he's not. He's not. He can't afford it. He owes child support like crazy. He has an eviction thing that he has to deal with the city with for his studio. So he doesn't have the money to get out and rightfully so. He needs to stay exactly where he is, which I think him and Jesse are actually at, like, they're both at Cook. Well, Cook County is a large county. Yeah. It's a big jail. Yeah. I mean, you know, they probably have, I don't want to say VIP rooms, but like. Well, VIP rooms. Yeah, I would think so as yeah. well. So they're probably both going because there's no way they're just going to let R. Kelly loose in the jail. Like that would be a murder. Well, no, it would end up being like the Boondocks episode where he goes to court. I've never watch Boondocks. Oh, my I gosh. know. I know. All I will say about that is that the Boondocks was probably. Don't stone me, guys. One of the best commentaries on. I guess you could call it like black on black culture commentaries. Mm, gotcha, yeah, yeah. Kind of out there. Um, it's excellent. It's written by Aaron Magruder, who is excellent. 
And a lot of the things that he talked about in his show, in his comic that then became a show, uh, ended up happening. And this R. Mm. Kelly thing is one of the things that, oh. kind of like in a very Simpson-y way, yeah. where he essentially, he gets charged for what he did. He goes to court. He makes a song about it. People like really start feeling the song. I and, really like, hope to... R. Kelly don't make no song he about He already did. In... That happened like a when? month ago. What song? Oh, I don't... I don't be listening to his. When yeah. did he make a? He made a song. I did it. Yeah. What? Yeah. You'll have to check it out. But did Eric... he not? That don't seem smart. He ain't even been charged yet. He don't even care. Correct. Because I'm like that. You know that's admissible in a court of law, right? Um, I'm not a lawyer. I mean, I'm not either. But that just seems like common sense. Like all these rappers that be talking about killing people in their songs, and I'm like, you might want to chill on that, my guy. Mm. Um, but yeah, I did not know that R. Kelly had a song. But also, he's one of the people that I have like blocked, like on Twitter and news places. So, like, there are just certain people that I don't have time for their energy, and I literally do not care what R. Kelly has to say at all. Well, there you go. So he's blocked um so i didn't even know he had a song out that's that's some real craziness yeah it is crazy but it's very r kelly yeah and i know that him going to jail doesn't really like make up for all the things that he's done but i do hope that it gives you know the families who were affected and the women who were affected kind of a little bit of peace of mind and helps them to move forward with their lives and i hope that they're all doing great things yeah or at least doing well yeah definitely um also this week (laughs) or last week i guess the lawsuit from a group of chicago preservationists against the city of chicago over the obama foundation is set to proceed so essentially there's a group of chicago preservationists who are like hey Jackson Park is historic and Mm -hmm. y'all don't need to just be tearing it up and doing whatever to it to build this foundation. Yeah. So they took it to court, filed a lawsuit against the city of Chicago, and it went to a judge who then decided, yeah, we're going to take this to the next higher court. Yeah. Higher court. Um, now, I know the foundation was set to open in 2021, but, you know, they haven't even begun to do anything and they can't until. Yeah, they continue to have setbacks and community talks and things like yeah. that. Well, now, now it's something... beyond community talks. Now they finna start having court talks. Well, yeah, they're going to start having court talks. But something that if you're not from Chicago or haven't really spent some time researching some of the very Chicago things about land here is that. From an architectural standpoint, Chicago is an international gem. And yeah, so for sure. There are buildings that are protected. There are small neighborhoods that are <laughs> yeah. protected. There are parks that are protected. There are benches, benches, spaces, trees. you know, things that are a part of land in Chicago that are protected historically for a number of reasons and so you can't just go rightfully so and rightfully so and that's why i mean a lot of culturally people don't come to the south side for a number of reasons but 
there's a lot of beautiful, very historic, yeah. very protected land all over the South Side that you can't just kind of come and tear up. Right. As per the city's numerous like laws and restrictions. Yeah, they set the y'all city the set the rules. And um, <laughs> you know, so you, you can't just go around doing that. But also this the presidential center is not a project for the city of Chicago. It's it's a private project. Yeah. And so the city of Chicago, if they allow it against their laws and rules that they have set in place, they're kinda setting themselves up. But there are a lot of historic neighborhoods on the south side and historic are. parks and lands and places and you can't just drop something in the middle of like 50% of it and say yeah I it's guess ours this now is, yeah it's, it's ours now and um yeah I, I i expect that to be drawn out as long as it possibly can be i'm, Funny I'm sure thing is, i don't even think it's gonna be drawn out because it's Obama just... has to, all the presidents have presidential senators. Yeah, no, so and I know he has that's going to have to ha- one. Happen, yeah, and it's going to happen. But what I'm saying is, I don't think that like I think it's just going to get shut down for being at Jackson Park. And the reason why I say that is, if he really truly wanted to have it on the south side and be kind of this pillar to the community, there are literally hundreds of other parks on the south side that he could put it not even like parks he could literally take it to some like they're just kind of space for sale spaces yeah that can be there like when i think of um right before you get to east side chicago that weird nothing mm-hmm, industrial, industrial area there's literally acres and acres of space that says it's for sale and the reason why i know this is because when i wanted to live in an rv i was like cool mm-hmm. we could buy this land and yeah. just live off of it park on park live where you park yeah but they they could do that um and i know some of it is trying to make it more accessible to the entire city but if people got to travel farther south side to to enjoy something then that's completely fine mm. <laughs> like it's okay and i think it's going to help chicago kind of get rid of some of the stigma of the south side or not stigma but superstitions i guess of the south side should they build it somewhere not in jackson park because yeah that park in and of itself is a landmark and they can't just go and do something to it like someone in an article i was reading said that would be akin to them trying to put a a uh a library or something in Central Park in New York City. Yeah, you can't do it. Yeah, like that's, you that's... can't do it. That's weird. Like, why would you even think to do that? And so I hope that they figure it out and I hope that it doesn't push back the timeline because the library itself and the things that Obama wants to do, well, Obama's group wants to do with the library sound amazing and like it's going to be really good for the city. But we're kind of hindering ourselves with this back and forth of what land it should be on. And I hope it doesn't get moved North, nothing against North side, but I just really don't want to go up there. It it won't, it won't be there. I mean, his legacy is tied with, I wouldn't put it past anything as well. And I don't think he would spite the city. Literally everyone would hate that. I, I don't I'm not confident of that. I'm not confident that the city wouldn't be like, you know what? You're right. Let's move it up north. 
Mm, I, I let's, think people, let's people put it in the Lincoln that. Yards. Mm, people would hate that. Oh, yeah, we would hate it, but they do lots of things we hate. I mean, yeah, that's also true. Yeah. Also, last week, a young man whose name I'm not going to say because he is young and is in fourth grade and he doesn't need this type of publicity, but he attends Woodson Elementary and he attempted to commit suicide after receiving repeated incidents of bullying and harassment from students and teachers. Teachers. The mom claims that she reported these incidences, which he was physically bullied by some students. And then also, I believe, a teacher, like, grabbed his arm and scratched him or something. Um, and the mother reported shouldn't even that. Shouldn't be grabbing. Shouldn't be touching. Keep your hands to yourself, teacher. There's that. But the mother claimed that she reported it to the school board only to have the school board say, we'll look into it. Uh, This same elementary school also three months prior to this uh, incident had a young girl with Down syndrome just wander out of the school during school hours. Um, And so it begs to question, like, what is going on? Yeah, definitely. Like, I I thought I was going to have a better question come to mind, but it's literally just, what are y'all doing as a school? Which, that's actually kind of close to where we live and where our kids, I mean, ha- had we not known, could have gone to school there. Mm. But I don't know. That just seems so crazy to me. First of all, teachers have no business putting their hands anywhere near children. Yes. Unless you're like... Like, I get it if it's, like, a preschool and, you know, toddlers, they don't hear things. So you have to physically stop them from, like, hurting themselves. Like, right, hurting that themselves makes or other people. Kindergarten, I'll even give you that. First grade, maybe. But after first grade, there's really no reason that you should have to put your hands on a child other than to break up, like, a fight. Right. Like, outside of that, there's no reason for it. And the fact that this mother brought it to the school board and the school board did not look into it to the point where her son then wanted to commit suicide. Like the poor boy is in fourth grade and on life support because he just literally did not feel like there was a way out. And that just like that breaks me because as a parent, I would never want for my child to go somewhere and feel like their safety is jeopardized, but they have to go there. And, yeah. like, kids know that and they feel it. Like, as a child, you're like, oh, or at least I thought this. I was like, man, I have to be here. And so to feel unsafe somewhere that you feel like you have to be, I can't even imagine the psychological trauma that this poor boy has gone through. Yeah, it seems really unreasonable that the school would have supported this type of ongoing yeah. behavior, but it just must be indicative of a, a much bigger problem at minimum that's going on there Yeah, that has no process in place to right. protect these young people from a really messed up system. And yeah, um, yeah that, that really sucks for that family that they're going through that because like you said, kids know that they have to be in school yeah. and to, to have to go someplace or to have to be someplace and feel unsafe there on a very regular basis, it it has to mess you up in the head. Yeah. And I, growing up, was like, 
well, okay. I was bullied for a little bit. And then I was the kind of person to where I was like, this is for the birds. So I'm going to become the bully. Well, and I don't condone that obviously, but I don't know. It just feels like the, the school and I don't know if it's like the district or obviously CPS has its own issues, but the school itself, it doesn't feel like there's a lot being done to, like Chip said, protect the children and look out for them. Even with the young girl who walked away from the school and wandered away, luckily someone who had the right sense of mind found this girl mm-hmm. and like brought her to the parents. But had they not done that, she could have just been wandering out and anything could have happened. And... I remember being in school and, you know, the hallways are usually empty and things like that. But one, I also remember students that did have special needs usually had one-to-one attendance. So they had someone with them all the time. But also, even if they didn't, why is the child just getting up and leaving? Hmm. Like, and getting all the way out of the school. And like, I know where this school is and there's no reason for that to have happened. Um, so I just hope that this kind of becomes a wake up call and a lesson for CPS that they really, really need to do better. Um, monitoring these schools and these requests. Yeah. Cause I'm like, if at the very least, if I can't send my child somewhere and have them be educated, I would at least rather them be safe. Like if you're not going to teach my child, can you at least make sure that they're okay for the nine plus hours that they're there? Right. Like children are at school longer than they're at home. That becomes their home. And if they can't provide a safe space, then I would hope that like these are the types of schools that need reassessment and to be relooked at and, you know, like taken care of. Um, but yeah, that's that. So we have a friend, a friend of the podcast. He is a uh, local musician. And... Not anymore. Dear. <laughs> Kind of. We we spoke about this and, and it it works in a different way. <laughs> but his name is Daylight Tone. Daylight. You have most likely heard Don't. some of his music on our playlists. Plug. He's a local musician, artist, cool guy. Essentially, <laughs> if you meet him, you're going to like him. Yeah. He is just that type of person. I used to think of myself as being likable, but then meeting him, I was like, he's likable. Well, you're like two different types of likable. I like him, and I don't really like people like that. Yeah, I mean, people like you, though. People do like Like, me. I don't even think I've ever met somebody who didn't like you. I've really only met maybe like one or two people. And they're probably know. crazy. They were crazy. See? And funny thing was, my mom growing up always said that she's like, "Baby, if somebody don't like you, there's something wrong with them." Yeah, seriously. And I like thought when people she was don't just... like me, I'm like, eh, "I get it, <laughs> understandable." Well, yeah, I mean, no, I get from, it. From like, my no, mom, though. no tea, no shade from me. I'm like genuinely like I get it. But if somebody doesn't like you, I would be like, "Huh? Like, have you killed someone before? What's wrong with you?" I say all that to say. <laughs> Tone is very likable. He's a very nice, good-hearted person with a really great family um, and a lot of support. And because everyone likes him everywhere he goes, uh, he just brings a lot of great people around him. But he is 
at the start of what seems like is going to be a very successful music career. Yeah. And we've literally been able to see him from the very beginning when he and I were working at a very prominent tech company that um, seems to hire very cool people. They do. And um, one day, just out of the blue, he was like, you know what? I want to be a rapper and here's some music that I just made right now. And it was Wait, so that was his first music? Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah, that was the first time. Because like I thought that he'd kind of been in the game and like, you know, around it for a while, but Well, he had kind of been around it because he knows Well, I mean like around as in like make creatively. Right. No, not at all. That's crazy. He was just like, you know what? I think I'm going to start to do this thing. And the first thing you put out, it sounded like a thing. Yeah. And like it was fully produced. Yeah. Radio it was, ready. It was very, very strange that someone could do something like that. But, um, you know, he's getting around at South by Southwest. He's meeting more people, getting connected really, oh, really easily, really, really well. And um, now he's at a point where he's got shows in various locations and so i i was joking with him the other night tour i was well that's what i said i was like tone you're like on tour he's like oh my gosh you're right i'm like dude you got shows in chicago you got shows in la yeah you have shows in vegas you have shows in hawaii you are on tour you need to like make a flyer and make it official because you're actually doing it um, he does consider himself to be a Chicago artist. Yes. Um, but I would be offended if he not. travels and performs in various places all the time. So he gets around. I, he still needs to say that he's on tour. But um, just well, bringing him it. up, man, I wish more people took the opportunity to really go after what they are passionate about. Yes. Now, granted, everybody can't do what he does because i think he has the ideal situation where he has a sugar mama and none of us (laughs) have sugar mamas like he does can't be your sugar mama Um, at least not yet maybe it it could be coming (laughs) but um i say use whatever support that you have to do as much as you possibly can because you never know what could happen yeah. And he is um doing really, really great things. And he also happens to be a great person, so it's nice to see good things happen to good people. Yeah. Especially after this week. It was like, oh, man, this is really nice to see, like, a friend doing good. Like, yeah. Having a good week. It was just, it was really good because, I don't know, like, other artists who have bigger, bigger platforms just haven't been using them correctly or have been doing the wrong things and so seeing you know more independent artists coming up and speaking out for the city has been really nice because i don't know man a lot of these bigger chicago artists are trash like people not musicians right he had a show last night i think it was last night was it last night yeah it was last night yeah it was last night it was really good a lot of people came out and supported him crowd was great um, there were a couple of crazy things that that happened, um, and there were also some good younger performers and people who came up to support, which was really, really, really good. Um, yeah, I'll probably be posting some pictures about from that soon, or sending pictures for other people to post. 
you'll you'll see it and hear about yeah. it. Yeah. If you're connected to us via social medias. Right. Yeah, shout out to you, Tone. This week in, in mood, I actually wish we had some of these other things started because I think this would be a good question to pose to the group and get a response on. But since it's just us today, um, I think that something we can pose to ourselves is what's the what are or what could be some of the best ways to advocate for yourself like in a world that doesn't want you to get your bag and connecting some of the things that we spoke about earlier like Jesse Smollett if it's a conspiracy for him to get more money like <sighs> he didn't really have to do it that way Not it. Um, R. Kelly it's like hey if you had a kink like be open and honest and find your community don't like involve not other... that like being with children is fine but like get the help that you need get help get with some people there are like, plenty you of just grown find people. you a young looking girl yes. yeah like yeah. there are plenty of people who are of age that look young yes and like to act young like it's a thing it's a thing and it's, it's totally fine a thing. If you, that's don't, your you thing. don't have to actually go after Ugh. illegally young yeah people like this whole story did not have to be this way. It doesn't. It it really did not have to be that way. Um, but there are ways to advocate for yourself, and better ways than we have examples of, kind of in our space. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think honestly, like one, you have to be willing to have that open and honest dialogue with yourself. Like, mm. this is what I want. This is what I need. And being real about that, because a lot of times we can kind of bury it and feel like, oh, I'm not entitled to this or, oh, I don't deserve this or I can't have this because of X, Y, Z or I can't want this because of X, Y, Z. And Mm -hmm. that hinders us from even having the ability to do the next thing, which is like then communicate it. I think that the book Seven, the Seven Habits of Highly Effective People like one of them is internally like speaking your truths. Hmm. Like not exactly, but I'm paraphrasing. But one of them is internally speaking your truths and then to then externally like put it out there into the world. Um, because things happen for you when you put things out there into the world. And I would say even similarly, something that has happened kind of counterpart to Jesse would be how Monique has gone about things in trying to communicate. And granted, did we even talk about the her and Steve Harvey conversation? No, because we don't do culture anymore. Oh yeah. But kind of tying it in. They're both frequents of Chicago. Yeah. And tying it in like she's, even though like you may disagree with what she said and how she said it, but you cannot fault her for trying to communicate her needs and her wants um and also not at the expense of her integrity right the big the big difference in the conversation that he and steve that she and steve harvey had was that in advocating for themselves monique's position was i will not advocate for myself outside of what my integrity will allow and steve harvey's position was i have to advocate for myself in spite of what my integrity may desire because I can't afford to take any L. Right. And it's like, even though I do understand 
I can understand both. Like I can, I don't agree with both, but it's kind of like you have the person who stands up and the person who sells out. Both of them are vulnerable and both because both of them have needs and are trying to get those needs met. One is just doing it at greater. Both of them are doing it at a cost to themselves. Right. But one, I don't know how to verbalize it. It's like both of them are doing it at a cost of something very, very valuable. It's like to give up your sort of integrity and your personal well-being, like to sacrifice everything in that way to make sure you're able to provide is still challenging. Like yeah, it's still very challenging and it's probably not easy to be, you know, the dancing Negro, especially right. if you, if you understand and you know, right. Like that's not easy. Like to, if you know better, right. To wake up every day and say, you know what? I got to go put on a show for these white people. Yeah. You like, know, not like, like that's, that's Rosa or whatever. Like, I just no. feel like she is out to lunch with, she's out to lunch. What is happening? But, but there are Steve people, Harvey knows. Yeah. Like there are people who know and are very, very talented and skilled and who have developed their careers around, um, you know, entertaining or serving in a way that costs a piece of themselves. Right. And then Monique, equally, if not more of an entertainer from, you know, her sort of rap sheet, um, is unwilling to kind of put herself out there without, I guess, being treated fairly. Yeah. And Which, that yeah. That comes at a cost because the people who ultimately may want to give you an opportunity may want to do that but not treat you fairly so you can lose lots of opportunities by right. demanding that you be treated a certain way. Yeah. And man, it's it has to be incredibly challenging or to be on both sides. even because of the color of her skin, honestly, like now she puts it out there and all of a sudden it's like, oh, she's being ungrateful she's a loud mouth she's this she's that but then in the same way when the main star ellen ellen whatever from uh what's that show gray's anatomy like she had a similar thing now granted i don't think she was as loud or as vocal or it didn't get out there as much and i do have to question whether some of that is because of the color of her skin but now she's the highest paid actress on TV right now. Well, wasn't she also partnered with the director? Like Shonda she, Rhimes, she, yeah. she had a good Yeah, advocate. like Shonda Rhimes was backing her. And I'm not saying this against Ellen because Ellen is a great person. And if you ever hear her speak about colorism and things like that, she's like, there needs to be more representation in Hollywood everywhere. Not just on screen, but like the people who are running the cameras, like people everywhere. Um, or even walking into writer's rooms and only seeing one person of color. Like, she's like, that's, that's a problem. Um, she's great, but I'm just saying like in comparison, granted the way Monique went about it isn't necessarily the way that I would have gone about it, but I do think that it was a stepping stone for her to say, Hey, I cannot and will not tolerate this anymore. Like, I'm not going to continue to be lowballed and paid this way when, (sighs) Yeah, and it's not like saying that she's better than, which I think the argument was uh, with Netflix at the time, right? Mm -hmm. Like a Netflix series and Amy Schumer. uh, We're not going to go down that road. Um, She was being paid higher. And granted, it's a slippery slope with comedians on Netflix because 
It's about relevance yeah. and who you can bring and not at that time. Who you can bring at that time, not necessarily legacy, longevity, accolades. Yeah. Because if you're hot right now, they're going to they're gonna give you the hot spot. And yeah. But I mean, what she was saying was true. It's like, yeah, I've been in the true. game for so long. And it's like, you don't think people's aunties and like grandmas are going to turn out for me if I do like a a comedy special on netflix that's accessible and easy yeah it's right there yeah so i just think that like in advocating for yourself you got to be honest with yourself and then you need to start being honest with the people around you you know yeah but i also no all of that yes and also in addition to that yeah um the shonda rhymes thing i think it helps to have other people who can yeah. advocate for you in advocating for yourself. Like that's a part of it. Yeah. Sometimes it can't just be you and whether they're doing that behind closed doors, you know, with other people or just as a sounding board to help you get your thoughts out in yeah. the right way. Yeah. I do that. That's going to be very beneficial. Yeah. I, I do that all the time also um, because you got to find a way to do something for yourself. Yeah, you can't just be in silence, like, unhappy. Yeah, it, it'll just make you bitter. Especially as an artist. Like, that's going to take you out. Yeah, you, you won't grow. Um, you won't seize any of the moments that you desire. And ultimately, you're just going to stagnate. Yeah, like you need to be able to advocate for yourself. If you don't know how to do that, learn how to do it, or find people who can advocate for right. you, um, so that you can grow in that way. Yeah, but don't just wait for someone else to advocate for you. Because honestly, if you're waiting for someone else to advocate for you, it's probably not going to happen, especially in the creative community, because it's at the time at where we're at right now it's not really like a rising tide like no one has that mentality really um so if you're waiting for someone else to advocate for you like without communicating without building rapport without building a basis of some sort of relationship then it's gonna become you're my competition so why would i advocate for you right um so don't don't just be waiting for like sitting around unhappy with all these internalized wants and desires and not like do anything like you have to also do some stuff also but having people who will also back you is good too agreed yeah well, this week in Affect the Culture, March 6th, which, believe it or not, is a weekday, um, the next Mystery School Live is going to be happening. It is going to be at 9 p.m. at the Whistler. On a school night. On a school night, I know. But when we tell you our experience at their listening party, there we go, was so good. I can't wait to see what they do with yeah, this. Yeah, it was good. It was really yeah. good. Yeah. Um, fun. And the cool thing is like I watch a lot of their streams on Twitch and if you don't know what Twitch is, it is a kind of streaming platform primarily for gamers, but now it's breaking out and there's a lot of variety on there and you can kind of watch people do anything. You can watch people sleep, you can watch people create art. You can watch people call scammers and waste their time. Like there's a lot of things that you can watch on Twitch 
And what they've done with Twitch is they've kind of created a cool little space for artists to come together, specifically musicians. And I bring that up to say that they didn't even do any of that content at the listening party, obviously, because it was a listening party. But you will definitely see me there at least i don't know if chip will be there but march 6 9 p.m at the whistler we'll see who needs rest more yeah you can google it and then also there is an art exhibit and kind of a temporary workshop called please interpret as black by artist king rello who if you don't know he's the founder of fat tiger works one of them one of them um which is located at 836 north milwaukee ave that's going to be running from now until March 3rd. And it's kind of a reimagining of Mickey Mouse and Minnie. It's really, really and cool. Yeah. I saw one piece maybe about two weeks ago thinking that it was just a piece. And then it turned out to be a show and a group of pieces, which I thought was so, so yeah. cool. I saw the one that was like Minnie but she had brown skin and then the text and then the text over it says please interpret as black and in my mind i was like i was already doing that and i'm i'm like i'm here for all of this and i was like man it's really cool that there's kind of this one piece it's such a great idea but then it's actually a show and a collection of ideas and an expansion on that idea and um it looks really really great everything that i've seen so far Yeah, and if you haven't, um, I would say go look up the artist statement from it because hearing the inspiration behind these pieces just makes them so much more powerful and beautiful. But his idea behind it was, can you imagine if these various characters that we had growing up were interpreted as black, would people love me more? Like, would people look at me differently? And so I just think it was really cool to think about, like, imagine if Bugs Bunny or like these kind of characters who don't necessarily have to have a race, but they're not always interpreted as black. And the weird thing is some of them actually oh, yeah. Yeah. started off as black. Yeah. But that is another another episode. story for another time. But if they were, would these people who have these kind of ingrained ideas about black people feel differently towards us if they grew up? having more, I guess, exposure or experience. And so I would say go read the entire artist statement. It is honestly a poem in and of itself. It's a beautiful statement about these wonderful pieces of art. And if you happen to be, you know, in the area, go check it out. It's going to be there till March 3rd. So might as well. Check it out. Yeah. Other than that, I think that's it for this week's episode. We made it through. We did it. We made it through. Go ahead and follow us on our Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and Discord at Mood the Podcast. Um, You can find... What are you doing? Fade out music. No, no, thank you. All right. Um, You can find us... Yeah. Okay. Okay. You can find the links to all of those in our link tree, which should be in the show notes, or you can find it on any of our social media platforms. Also, a big hearty shout out to Mr. Eddie Supa, who does all of our music for our podcast. Original. Yeah. If you wanted to hear what's new by him or fairly new, then go ahead and check him out in the mood playlist, which if you don't know, we update it the same time that we drop the episodes. So it's usually every two weeks there's new music in there. 
for our playlist. But yep. yeah. We'll have some updated playlists this week. Yeah. Um also join our Discord, guys. I'm yeah, just gonna just do it. say that. And it's gonna be way more yeah. popping once some other things get going. So y'all better get on the front end. Yeah. While sure. we can still talk to you. I guess we can kind of announce it now. Cause we're kind of close to that time. But if you guys actually wanted to watch us do the podcast live, like you can't wait every two weeks and you just want to watch us do it live, then we are actually going to be streaming this live on Twitch in a few weeks. Um, wow. We're still getting some things together, but our actual channel is there. You can follow it at obviously move the podcast and you'll be able to watch us do it live. You won't necessarily be able to interact with us while we're recording, but right before we record and sometimes during mood, if you guys pose a question to us, that seems really good. Um, Chip will pull it from the chat and we'll actually ask it as our question for mood for that week. So yeah, go ahead and follow us on Twitch also because we got some big things coming. But big things soon come. Yeah, this has been a long enough episode, so we are going to go ahead and head out. But Bye. Yeah. <laughs> Bye.